The Philadelphia nightmare is complete. You know, the results are unacceptable and not what we wanted, but, you know, I mean, we were happy with the way we competed. It's a phenomenal year for our club. Didn't end the way we wanted it to, but it, you know, doesn't always do that. From the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, this is the Braves Report, presented by Kroger, the podcast that takes you inside the clubhouse and gives you the stories behind the score. I'm Jay Black with our AJC Braves beat reporter Justin Toscano coming to you from Citizens Bank Park in Pennsylvania as they uh, blow off all the um, all the happiness uh, here at this park because they've done it again to the Braves. Yeah, they eliminated the Braves in four games for the second straight season. And for the second straight season, we walked into a downtrodden clubhouse with a lot of sad faces that didn't have very many answers and they go into the offseason wondering what if what could have been and uh what might be to come but for now the the sting of this one hasn't worn off and i'll be honest i'm not sure we're gonna have a lot of answers either coming up in this show but we will discuss uh, how this keeps happening what the braves are saying about their offensive struggles what do the Phillies have that Atlanta just doesn't? Can you blame the format? And uh, what are they going to do in 2024? This is your first time listening to the show. We are happy to have you aboard. And uh, please make sure you follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, presented by Kroger. And it's October. It's postseason time for everybody else. And it's time to stock up on Halloween candy. Kroger's here to help with scary good savings right now. You can save 30% on select Halloween decorations, pumpkin carving kits, toys, and more. So visit Kroger.com slash Halloween. That's Kroger.com slash Halloween. All right, so we'll let Snit lead it off with his message to the troops. I pretty much just told them they have nothing to hang their heads about. I mean, it's, it stinks what just happened. You know, we wanted to go deep into this postseason, but that's, you know, I, I said in my first meeting every year, it's like we want to check the first box, win the division, because you never know what might happen. And, and, you know, we hit 300 and some homers and were, you know, and didn't happen um, in this playoff series. So um, just one of them things. Um, but I told them how proud I was of them. And, and uh, you know, you can't underscore any what happened this year was phenomenal. It's a phenomenal year for our club. Didn't end the way we wanted it to, but it you know doesn't always do that in, in this game. But you know I said, well you know take a couple of months off, and then we're going to go back to Northport in middle of February and gear up to do it again. You were in that room post game press conference, sounded like a snit little choked up there a couple times. Yeah, yeah, you could tell. Um, you could tell this one was special to him, uh, and I think there's probably a lot driving that. One, he loves his guys. Uh, He's a great manager in that way, really cares, genuinely cares about his players. Two, right? I don't know, you know, we don't psychoanalyze. That's not our job, but you'd have to think he's thinking what everybody else is. How did this happen? How did perhaps the best offense in history do this over four games? In that moment, you know, he's talking about his message to the team after a season that ended way sooner than it should have uh this team had all the pieces to win a world series and i think it's befuddling and and really sad that we didn't get to see that play through because all season you watch these guys and they were incredible they had the depth they had the talent they had all-stars they had superstars they had the chemistry they loved playing with each other they had all the ingredients you need for a world series team everything we're told about building a world series team and it 
on the night of October 12th, they're done. And yeah, I think that comes with a lot of emotions because there's nobody's got any answers to this because this wasn't in the playbook. Maybe you lose in the World Series. Maybe you lose in the CS. The DS, I mean, this was one of the best teams, if not the best in franchise history. And it ended way sooner. We even, or I even joked with you, we were, we were talking after the last regular season game. I, I, I said, man, I think they got a better chance of just stomping their way through everybody than what, happens, than what happened in Philadelphia last year. Uh, I, I, I'm stunned. I'm still stunned. And, and it's a, it's, it was the exact same thing that, that happened last year, obviously, except uh, this time it wasn't a five-run loss. It was a two-run loss. That was about it. Yeah, and I don't, I, it might have been not any loss to end your season stinks, but this one was painfully cruel in the way that the Phillies had stretched their bullpen in such a way that it really created – an ideal scenario for the Braves. Craig Kimbrell was pitching in the seventh and the eighth, not the ninth. Uh, Alvarado was out by that time. And oh, by the way, Alvarado and Kimbrell walked, combined to walk three straight batters, which loaded the bases in the seventh. And at Ronald Ball, I thought he got it. I thought he got I thought he was getting out. I've seen a lot of ball games here, and the ball just flies, and balls get out. And, and you know, Austin Riley hit one at the bottom of the zone earlier, 346 feet, got out to left. Ronald just hit it to a deeper part of the yard, right center field. Just felt hit. like kind of hung. It's yeah. Like, oh, this is just dying. Yeah, it hung. He didn't get it all the. He didn't get it good. He didn't get it all the way. But then you look at the ninth, <laughs> the team that never died, the team that always fought, the team that was relentless, puts on the first two runners, and Marcelo Zuna takes the liberty of going first to third <laughs> when he didn't need to, putting a one last heart attack in the Braves fan base uh, for the year. And you have first and third with nobody out, and they didn't do it. They go one, two, three, right after that against Matt Strom. I mean, last year, the Brandon Marsh homered off Charlie, and then it kind of gets going from there. You had that wild sixth inning, that inside-the-park home run. But this year, it was like it was right there. And so many times I was thinking in the sixth through ninth innings, so many times I thought, we're going back to Atlanta, aren't we? Like, I thought they were just going to, I thought this was going to be, you know, Ronald Acuna steps up and hits a home run, or Matt Olson steps up and blasts a ball to the second deck. He owns Citizens Bank Park. You know, there, there are so many times when I just thought, this is going to see a game five. They're going to do this. Like, they're going to quiet the crowd, and you could feel a lot of nervous energy here tonight as those moments unfolded. It, it felt like everybody in the stadium knew the team that wins this game is probably going to win the pennant. Yeah, and I and if not the World Series, and we're totally disrespecting the Diamondbacks, who just, by the way, vaporized they a sure, powerhouse. They, they sure and, did, and the Dodgers. But yeah, I felt that way. We've talked off mic about this a ton. That I thought the team that won this series was winning the pennant and possibly the World Series. I mean, if you just look at it, the Astros, terrific. The Rangers, terrific. The Diamondbacks. I might be just completely wrong on this, but my first read is that, yes, they've got a lot of magic, but Philly's going to be a lot for those guys, especially right. playing in Philly. All right, well, it's, it is the question of the night. What in the blankety-blanks going on with the offense? Here's the best answers we could get. Snid, anything you can put your finger on in terms of why the offense didn't show no, up as you expected? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, um, 
you know, I thought we did everything possible uh, during the, the delay. Um, recreated things as the best we could, you know, and um, we, we can do everything right and all that. And you start a series and you know what, your offense doesn't get traction. You know, I mean, it can happen anytime. It happens in series over the course of the summer. Um, <clears throat> but I, I don't know that we could have done anything any better or um, been more thorough in what we did with our time off um, to get us ready to play. I'll let the players try to explain it. We'll start with Travis Darno. I'm gonna I'm gonna give their pitching credit. They they executed, they pitched really well. They kept their offense quiet. So, and Matt Olson. We we didn't have a four game stretch like that. Uh, pretty much all year it felt like. Um, you know, not take anything from them. They they just pitched better than we hit the entire time. Really. Um, you know, aside from a couple of Riley homers and a Travi homer, we we couldn't get anything going. Do you know of any four game stretch that was worse than this? No, on first glance, you'd be like, the season's a pretty long time. There had to have been a stretch of three or four games that they lost that where the offense wasn't good. There were stretches like that, but I'll give you this. During the regular season, the 162-game regular season, the Braves had three stretches of four games in which they scored nine runs over those four games. They never had a stretch of four games in which they scored eight runs until this NLDS. So literally, <laughs> I mean, by, by one measure, the most important one, yep. runs, they literally were worse in this series than they were all season. Like they, the one time they had a stretch like that, it literally cost them the season. And I think that's what's going to sting most for the Braves and fans. Like this was an offense... You need an offense like this to win the World Series. This was an offense that could out-homer everybody. They hit three home runs. They scored eight runs. Five of those runs came in one game. They were shut out for the first time at home since 2021. None of this was fathomable for an offense like this. And to go out because of the offense, the pitching kept them in three of the four games. And I, I think that's the toughest part of it is offensively, you just didn't give yourself a chance and they, by that measure, had never had a stretch like this until it actually counted. Ranger Suarez and his orchestra combined in two games to give up one run. Yeah, I tonight. Yeah, I don't. I'm still processing that because tonight was the night that doesn't make any sense for me. Rob Thompson managed like not like it was Game Seven, but like his life was on the line. Um, Craig, I love playoff baseball. We start doing crazy crap like this, but I get it. It's incredible. And he brings in Matt Strom against the matchups he doesn't want. In the And oh, by the way, the Braves had one of those. They got a better hitter in there than Forrest Wall. And it happened to be Eddie Rosario, who was also a lefty. So there was some weird and wild stuff that was happening. But here's the, here's the funnel down effect from all, all that craziness with the Braves lineup started because Michael Harris hasn't got a hit all week. Yeah, and they 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 took their chances that you'd rather have Travis Darno facing Craig Kimbrell than um, than Harris facing Jose Alvarado. Yeah, and then that leads to Wall that takes out Eddie, and that takes out Travis to push the button later. Vaughn Grissom's ending the game. All that starts because Michael Harris is an over. Yeah, I know it's. I never thought I'd see Harris get subbed out, but desperation times brings out desperate truths. And I think... Um, we got a prescient 
asked Justin a question like that last night. Yeah, I, I honestly think it was it was time. Snitz, what we know about baseball in the modern era, and I don't mean to be one of those, you know, this isn't even an analytical thing, but what we know about baseball in the modern era is this. The biggest spot in the game could be in the third, not the ninth. The, that was the big. That was the spot, and yep. they got what they wanted. Yep. Travis Darno draws a walk, you know, works a walk. The bases are loaded for the National League MVP. Like that's that's your season right there. Like yep. honestly, like that was the moment. That was the moment. That was the time. As much as you know, what I don't even think I think of the ninth inning as much because you had two men on base and it was Pilar uh, and then yep. Rosario yep. and then Gris Von Grissom who was taking his first postseason bat, first at bat of the series. I think about that seventh inning. That was yep. your moment. That was a game. Like, and they had they had it. They had the deck stacked how they want it. Didn't go their way. Here's here's maybe the stat to me that sums up what happened this week. Harper, Castellanos, Turner, yep, combined for nine home runs and eleven extra base hits. Yeah, the Braves, all of them, all twenty six of them, combined for three homers and four extra base hits. They had one double in this series. It came from Ronald Acuna. Yep. The two, two of those three homers came from Austin Riley, the third from Travis Darno. Eerily similar to last year in that way when we left this series saying, wow, Matt Olson was one of the only guys who actually made it off the plane. Same with Travis Darno. It, I mean, it's unfathomable. Like they just, this was the best, this was the best lineup I've ever, I think I've ever seen. I'm trying to think of the good ones and my recency bias is coloring me, but I don't, one through nine, they were so good. There's no break. And then they just, they didn't hit. Like, they just didn't hit. And I think that's the one thing is if your pitching didn't show up, yeah, I know there'd be what ifs. Like, man, this is the world's greatest offense. And what if they had pitching? You, there was one thing we didn't talk about enough in the preview lead up to this. Were they going to hit? Apparently, we need to ask that question. We never did because we assumed, and it didn't happen. And you're right. That's a stat. And I'm not going to go framing this as some sort of narrative for the future. But look, last postseason, this postseason, Snit said it tonight. The Phillies have those players that have the penchant for these big moments, for these big games, for October. The Braves showed that two years ago. They need more guy, you know. They need to show that again. They they will break through at some point, but this year, not a great showing, especially from the two MVP candidates. And one of them, Ronald Acuna Jr., declined to speak to reporters after the game, so we did not get his thoughts. He said he had to go to the bus, yep. but it was uh, it wasn't a good series for him. On to those Phillies. Snit, you guys have had a lot of success against the Phillies these last couple of years in the regular season. Yeah, you get here these last two years. I mean, what? What really changes that makes them kind of? Uh, you know, Gabe, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. Um, I wish I had the secret sauce for that. Um, like I said, this is an experienced, really good club. I mean, I, I feel like last year, they all of a sudden, they got everybody healthy. And, and um, you know, they got big-time players on this team. And, and um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I really don't know. The previous generation of Braves fans who who saw everything that happened in the 90s and the early aughts always complained that the Braves were too corporate and they didn't have the fire for the postseason and they were a regular season team. It appears the last two seasons you could bring up those same complaints while the Phillies have all the attitude. 
I don't want to bring it down to that, but the Braves won 205 games in the last two years and two in the playoffs, and they beat the Phillies by 14 games each of the last two seasons. Is that is that just it? Are they missing Jock? Are they not those blankety blanks anymore? Yeah, it seems like there's something that it's very oversimplified, but there's something that the kids say these days. He's got that dog in him. Yes, the Phillies have about eight guys like that, nine guys, ten guys like that. Like, they they have an edge. They have an attitude. It shows up in October. They rip your heart out. They don't quit. Like, what I look at, Jay, is the Braves did what we asked of them these last two games. They scored first. The only problem, Philly answered again in the bottom half, Nick Castellanos both times. They get punched in the face, and they just keep coming back. That's who the Braves are supposed to be. And to a degree, the Braves were. They just didn't execute in the big spots. Like when they had those opportunities, they didn't execute. Uh, last a night ago in game three, when they had opportunities to break that game open, they didn't execute tonight early on against Ranger Suarez and then friends. Um, I, it, It's, you know, the Braves have a lot of guys with, with that killer instinct. It just has not shown up in the postseason. Like it just, the last two seasons... It hasn't shown up. And let's not go framing this like postseason failures like the early 2000s, the 90s, because they did win a World Series two years ago. And history shows us that you can't win every year. You can't win even close to every year. You're not going to win two of them. Look, I'm not saying this to deflect blame from the Braves. Look at the Dodgers. How many good teams have the Dodgers had in the last yep. 10 years and haven't been able to and win? They got the dumb one. They got yep. the dumb one. They got the, yep, they got the 2021. And so... You just look at it, and sometimes there are no responses, but that is a one major difference I saw in these two teams. The Phillies looked like they had an edge and attitude. The Braves kind of looked like they were just doing – they approached it like they usually would. And I talked to Spencer Strider after the game, and he, he was very honest. You know, that that's something probably needs to change. I mean, it's hard to explain. And um, to fans who would like an answer, you know, they'd, I'd, I'd love to be able to give them one. But, you know, I, ultimately I think – and like I said, we gotta accept that whatever we did, whatever we're doing, wasn't enough. Um, you know, if we truly want to win a World Series, if that's our goal, then uh, we're gonna have to change something or add something um, in the way we prepare, in the way that we focus, and um, you know what we do in the regular season seems to be working, but we're gonna have to make a, make an adjustment to, to the postseason approach. And um, you know that's tough to say. It's 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 a daunting thing to confront right this minute, but. Um, that's something I'm, I'm going to get to work on, and we're going to get to work on as an organization the moment we get out of here. Yeah, and I, I thought that was a good assessment because obviously what they're doing isn't working. Two years isn't a big sample size. It, it feels very heavy right now, but baseball randomness is such that, look, baseball people always say that the postseason's a crapshoot. Like, you just you don't know what to expect. It's so different than the regular season. The regular season has nothing to do with it. You try to go in as hot as you can, uh, but now you have five days to try to stay hot. It, you just, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if even, and I wonder if there's some sort of like paralysis by analysis. Like, I don't know that you can evaluate it up and down a wall. Like maybe there's some sort of luck factor. Maybe there's something not clicking. Maybe, but this season, I think, I wonder if guys got tight. I, you saw, I mean, you kind of saw it. Like they didn't look like the same team. They didn't resemble the same team no. that we watched over the season. And it looked like, They've always been so loose. They've been good in big moments. It just feels like they felt the weight of 104 wins. They felt the weight of expectations. They felt the weight of being the World Series favorites. And guess what? 
Philly, once again, was that blissfully unaware team that just came in and had an edge and performed in the biggest moments. Like, Spencer Strider was terrific. Terrific. He gave them all he had. He kept them in the game. He tried and tried and tried and fought and battled. And they still hit three solo homers. Off. They still got what they could off of him on a night when he was otherwise brilliant. All right, coming up, do you blame the format for all this? And where do the Braves start when they build for 2024? This is the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, presented by Kroger. What's so great about being a Kroger Boost member? Free delivery on the Kroger products you love and more rewards, too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership, starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Learn more at Kroger.com today. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor. But I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. All right, don't forget that the only way you can get access to all of our coverage of the aftermath of this uh, Braves postseason, I don't know if you call it a collapse, but definitely a disappointment, disaster, nightmare, is to become a subscriber to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And, well, if you want to go ahead and turn the page to another sport, we've got you covered there, too. Football, basketball, soccer, all coming around the corner. To join our community, six months of unlimited digital access for 99 cents. We've got a special going on right now. Go to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast to take advantage of it. That is subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast so you always know what's really going on. All right, now to the question of the playoff format. No, I think that the people trying to use the playoff format to make an excuse for the results they don't like are, are not confronting the real issue. You know, you're in control of um, your focus, your competitiveness, your energy, and um, you know, if if having five days off is, you know, take you know, you can't make that adjustment. You got nobody to blame but yourself. I know it's an easy target, but it is a consistency, and the Braves have not figured it out. The Dodgers have not figured it out. The Rays didn't figure it. I mean, the Orioles didn't figure it out. You want me to go two steps further? The Braves, the Dodgers, the, the, so the Braves, the Orioles, the Dodgers, the Rays and the Brewers, the teams with the five best records in baseball, all donezo. Yep. All out of it. The, it. You know what? Like, I'm with Spencer on this. The 104 win Braves need to play like the 104 win Braves. Like that, you don't like it, play better. Yeah. Play better. Like, that's that's my challenge to anybody who says that. Just play better. Like, don't. But you know what? Like, it's the second year in a row it's happened. And granted, I'm trying to think of the upsets last year. Phillies were good last year and this year. Padres were good last year. Like, it made some semblance of sense. And look, the Astros won last year. And the Astros are back in the ALCS for the seventh Not year in a row them. this year. Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing something right. But there's got to be something with it. Like, guys just... Snicker even said, you know, tonight, he doesn't even like having two days off. He wasn't making an excuse. He just said, like, yeah, like, rhythm goes into it. That's that's just a fact. Like, that's just a fact. But the new postseason format, 1J, I think it's made it more exciting at the end of a season with an extra wild card. I don't want to hear about how the Marlins came here and got swept. I thought it was exciting to see who was going to get that final wild card spot. Two, I like watching that wild card three-game series. I think it stinks when a ball is two inches down the line 
and that ends your season. Maybe yep. you should be relegated to that by not winning your division. That's another conversation. I don't know how you fix the five-game thing. The Braves thought they did everything in that soundbite we played from Snit earlier. Like He was like, we tried, you know, I don't know what we could have done better. But you can't use – I think it's weak to use the format as an excuse. And I'm, I'm glad Spencer said that because there's a lot of people who are using that as an excuse. I think it's tough. Yeah, it's difficult. But in the current landscape, what are you going to do? Cry about it instead of trying to – you know, you got to – there's got to be some way to do it, but I think there's some credence to the teams with the five, you know, five best records now being out of it, and three of those teams, you know, now maybe the five best records being out of it says there's some parity this year. But the, you know, the guys who had the five day layoffs, they're not faring too well, including two of them. The Braves are the only one to get a win. There's definitely we we can all agree on this that the teams that get the five day layoff that earn that reward aren't like totally enthusiastic about it, which that's not a problem in the NFL when you get when the top two seeds get the bye. They, they're happy about that, but we, we, we can definitely not feel that overall enthusiasm that, that we earn this reward. We need to play hard to earn these five days off. It's definitely something, but yes, it's not a surprise. Figure it out. Yeah, you got you to figure it out. I mean, I thought they did it well enough this year. Look, I was at one of those scrimmages – they were facing Max Fried. They were facing AJ Smith Shaver. Like there's I know it's not the adrenaline and the game intensity, but in terms of like seeing pitches, seeing velocity, things like that, like, yeah, there's no way to replicate this, but the Phillies theoretically just had a two game tune up against the Marlins. I mean they, and they crushed yeah, them. Yeah, and like granted it was still this atmosphere here yep. at Citizens Bank Park. A um you know, it was playoff games, a real game. The Braves, that was the one thing Snit said in that soundbite. The Braves can't, you can't simulate that adrenaline. That is true. You can't simulate that adrenaline. But you got to, I mean, you got to find a way. You can't simulate it in spring training either. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, there's, that's not comparable. I'm just saying you've got to, th- there can't be, it looks weak to have a bunch of excuses. But yes, there's something to it when people aren't enthusiastic about spending five days off after a long, grueling season. One thing Snit said in pregame that, that, that stood out to me and some of our other members of our a gigantic crew that's come here to Philadelphia is the Braves don't have a one central leader. Yeah. I, I think there's a, a lot of them. Somebody asked me that before. You lose guys like that. and I, I don't know that we're defined by one guy. I think that's the, what makes us really good and what makes that clubhouse so good is there's um, there, there's a, a number of guys in there that are willing and able to to take that role upon. Um, and I don't think anybody in there, the way that's constructed, looks to one person. I think it's, it's, it's a solid group. Who's the captain of this team, and do you need one? Yeah, it's, I, you know, the more I've seen, it's Travis Darno. Travis Darno, um, you've got Austin Riley, Matt Olson, and Max Freed, I think are kind of the four head horsemen I'd, I'd see there in those roles. Um who are stepping in for Dan's being Freddie. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, I think, you know, I don't know how much I read into Snit's comments about that because he's just answering, you know, one question. But it but it does, you had a clear answer in years past. And I just wonder, like, and it didn't happen last year when Dansby was here. This this still happened. This thing still happened. And it was worse. As we said, it was the game four was worse. But I just think when it comes time for these moments, for these times in the club. You need somebody like that. And it just seemed like, not that that we, we are not in there more than 50 minutes a day. Um, and now in the postseason, it's even less because you're not in the club. Reporters aren't allowed in the clubhouse pregame. Um, but 
it just seemed like, man, they just, there was something off about the vibe this postseason. Like, they didn't feel like that special team destined to win the World Series, even though they had the makings of all of it. I don't, I'm not going to read too much into Snit's comments or say they mean anything, but I just think it's just different. It's leading by committee these days. Um, and they've got guys who have stepped up and they're great. But I, I think that, you know, and, and that's what you want. You want multiple guys. You don't want it on the shoulders of one person. But it, they needed some, I, I you know, who was going to rally them when they needed it. And they just kind of, they looked lost this postseason. And it just wasn't, we didn't see the same team. All right. Now to next season. Here's A.J. Minter. When we won the World Series in 21, it was, I mean, we, we weren't necessarily the best team. And I feel like, you know, ever since 2000, really, 17 and 18 every year we just continue to get better and better each and every year and um, the sky's the still limit for us moving forward we have a great you know nucleus all right what's missing what's going to be on the wish list you got to get more stuff in that bullpen and i've always thought that bullpen's a good one it is a good one for the regular se- i think for the regular season stuff plays in the postseason you got to get more high velocity stuff you look at the phillies two years ago to now i talked to travis darnot and he said look they just look more you know, their arms are more trustworthy. They look more confident. They, you know, they have better, you know, it's basically the Phillies two years ago didn't have these guys out here. And if this were the Phillies of two years ago, or even maybe the Phillies of a year ago, the Braves win this game and they probably win game one too. Um, You got to get more stuff in that bullpen. I think you really got to get more stuff in that bullpen. You got to take a hard look at left field and what you can do there. Um, I like what you got from Pilar. You probably didn't get enough from Rosario um, as much as you expected from him. Um, Eddie Rosario's got a team option. Pilar's a free agent. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I think you got to look at left field. Perhaps that's an area. I don't know what they would be comfortable trading, but perhaps that's an area you pull a little Sean Murphy. You shore up long term. That sets you for a while. Maybe it's an area you look to get a lower salary in there to free up money to do other things, you know, with that um, to free up some of the budget. So maybe, I don't know, maybe Von Grissom's your left fielder uh, of the future. Um, you know, for the next year, I maybe it's committee. Like maybe you go in kind of like a Pilar Grissom, like we had with Grossman, you know, last year we saw that, um, you know, we as in reporters, I'm not on the team. Um, I, I just, I think that's <laughs> the toughest question to answer because the team won 104 games. I, I mean, what more do you want? And I would be remiss if I don't mention starting rotation, right? Because we don't know what happens to Charlie Morton, uh, who did not pitch in the DS. Kyle Wright is going to miss all of next season with a shoulder because of a shoulder procedure. You've got to add to the rotation, and you've got to get high-velocity stuff for the bullpen. Your rotation next year appears to be Max Freed in his walk year, Spencer yep. Strider, Bryce Elder obviously has earned a spot, and uh, A.J. Smith-Schaffer. Seems like he'll be the leading candidate to get a get a chance to be in that rotation long term. But that's only four. Yeah, I know. It's like, and I was thinking of the and depth. They had sixteen this year. Just thinking of the depth. You had Alan Winans. You had Darius Vines. You had Dylan Dodd. You had Jared Schuster. I mean, the difficult part of this is Atlanta would probably to get a great starting pitcher would probably need to part with prospects, but they've restocked the farm system with young pitching prospects who just are not ready yet. The younger ones who were just drafted last year, this year. Um, what about, what about Hurston Waldrop maybe as a surprise name in spring training? I mean, he looked very good. I wonder, you know, he's a college 
came out of college more polished uh, than a high schooler. Um, I, but yeah, you can't, <laughs> it, it, it's a drastically different situation than we were going into with last year when we were analyzing kind of their needs. Um, and I, I think that rotation, I should have mentioned that first, my mind went to the bullpen because of what we saw here tonight, uh, with the Phillies closing out and the difference in this series, um, and the difference in these Philly teams over the years, you gotta go, you gotta, something has to happen with the rotation. Like you can't. It's okay how they had it this year with, like, let's see who gets the fifth spot. You don't want to be doing that for spots three, four, and five. Like, that, you kind of got to – and I think, you know, Alex Anthopoulos knows that. Like, he's – you know, he's going to work his magic. There's going to be something done. Uh, the Braves are the sustainability kings of baseball. Like, they're going to – but I, it's, it's difficult because free agent starting pitching is the most overpriced thing on planet Earth. Well, we'll have a lot of time to discuss what happens next because, uh, unfortunately, Braves season's in about two weeks earlier than everybody thought. And, um, well, we, we gathered eight months ago down in Florida at House AJC, and um, this is it. Yeah, this is it. Um, and I want to take a couple moments to, uh, to thank you, too. You're the, you know, the brains and the brawn. And um, as for anybody who is listening, you're listening because of Jay and the late hours he spends Folks, it's about 3 a.m. right now, and, and he's not getting much sleep tonight. His flight back home is later in the day, and you're, you're still probably not going to get much sleep. But it was ever since that first spring training show and, and then the show when we had Alex on and then, you know, our shows on opening, you know, opening week and opening day. It's been fun. The listenership has grown a lot. Uh, we're reaching new people, which has been tremendous. We've gotten a lot of great feedback, and we've had a lot of fun along the way. It's... uh. It's been very gratifying to tell this team's story and to chronicle its journey um, in the audio format. And, uh, yeah, we, we couldn't be more thankful to all the people who've allowed us to do that. We've doubled our listenership. We've got – this is now one of the, the top baseball podcasts, uh, according to Apple in the country. We're pretty proud of that. But uh, long way to go. Another season will be uh, right around the corner. We've got, what, winter meetings and uh, – or GM meetings in November, I guess, and then winter meetings in December. And, yeah. Uh, turn the corner in january and february be here for you know i the the off season isn't very long at all as somebody who tries to cram all their life stuff and their doctor's appointments and dentist appointments into it i can guarantee you february will be here before you know it and uh you know what a parting thought that i had in the story and that you know something i asked michael harris about is he said it it kind of feels most comforting you know it's comforting to them they're going to have multiple bites at this apple. They got a lot of these guys coming back. They know who's coming back. This team, the core is here. The core is in place. I know people hearing this now are rolling their eyes. You don't want to hear this right now. You just want to sulk, and I get that. Take your time to do that. You know what? These This is going to be a fun team for years to come, and I, I feel very confident that eventually they will get over this hump. All right, so that's where we'll leave it uh, for now. Uh, but until then, uh, you know, Tell your friends, tell your enemies, except Phillies fans, and uh, spread the word. We'll have more content coming up for you during the offseason. And this is the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. When you're looking for leading cardiac treatment, look to Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers, so we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia. That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity.
Because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with heart. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.